G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, the whole eyes of the world have been on New Zealand after the dreadful terror attack at a Christchurch mosque last Friday. Uh, That death toll up to 50 and, of course, there are many more wounded. People are beginning to ask questions about the character of the alleged killer. And there is a manifesto that he, in fact, was distributing before he did the attack. Uh, Let's get some insights here because it appears to be that there is some misrepresentation of his character and of his political alliances even happening at the top levels of our leadership in Australia. Dr. Augusto Zimmerman, legal academic, is joining us for a short update, having gone through, in a detailed way, some of the manifesto that's been released by this particular gunman. Augusto Zimmerman, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Augusto, you've read through this manifesto. It's quite detailed. And the gunman, in fact, talks about his political alliances, and this is something that people even at the top ends of our political national leadership and perhaps even global leadership seem to be misrepresenting. What are your thoughts on how that document reflects his character and his political alignments? Well, I must say that uh, I bothered to read the document, and that's why I can make a a fair assessment of his uh, ideological uh, approach to uh, what he did. Uh, uh, what I find it a bit, uh, I would say, quite concerning is the fact that he, if the authorities had read this statement, perhaps they wouldn't have qualified the gunman as an extremist right-wing terrorist because that's not what the manifesto conveys. That's not the message that is manifested in this document. Okay, typically when it is a white man attacking Muslims, the first thought that we all perhaps might have is that he is some sort of extremist right-wing political agitator. But what does the document tend to say? What does he say in his own words? Well, first of all, it's very clear that he sees uh, Muslims as a degrading uh, environment. He's, he calls himself an eco-fascist, uh, and I have to explain this. Uh, perhaps I can develop on what it actually means. And another thing is that he calls himself a feminist in many ways, because he's actually saying that uh, what really triggered him is the appalling treatment of, of women by uh, some Muslims. And uh, another thing that he says in his manifest is that he abhors uh, conservative policies and uh, values. He uh, says very clearly that he wants no part uh, with conservatives at all. He described himself, as I say, as an eco-fascist, a radical environmentalist. And he also says in this manifesto that he deeply admires communist 
redeems in particular, he says, and expresses it clearly, his admiration for communist China. You've even been openly critical of Prime Minister Scott Morrison, saying he's gotten it wrong in declaring this man to be a right-wing extremist. What are your thoughts for what the Prime Minister has been saying in his public comments? I think it was very unfortunate, the use of words, because the gunman himself himself says in his manifesto that he wanted no part with right-wingers. He says that he was not a conservative, and he mocks the conservatives. So the problem is that, um, indeed, um, the terrorist um, can't be described as um, a right-winger because he himself says that he wants no part with conservative causes. He actually de- describes himself in this document as eco-fascist, and he claims also his uh, admiration for communist China. The gunman is clearly not upholding a conservative approach. And it seems that uh, one of the reasons as to why he decided to commit such a terrible act of terrorism is because he thinks that the Islamic community was not treating the environment properly and violating the rights of women. And he claims himself to be a supporter of women's rights in this sense. Augusto, let me cut to the chase here with something very important, and that is when everyone sees these terminologies, uh, right-wing extremist, there are many who jump to some sort of conclusion that people who have a conservative Christian approach to their belief somehow or other fit in with that. Uh, What you're saying about this manifesto is that it very, very clearly differentiates uh, this man from anything that looks even remotely like a conservative Christianity. Uh, What were your thoughts for the way that people have become confused a little about that? I think it is utterly responsible to call this person a right-wing extremist, even though I think there's a distinction between right and left might not be able to uh, give an account of the matter in an appropriate manner. That's because uh, sometimes an ideology is a complex matter to be described. And certainly in this case, we could actually make a much better distinction between those who support the idea of limited government, individual rights and freedoms, everything that actually is um, in many ways uh, produced in accordance with a Christian worldview. Uh, That's the view of the American Founding Fathers, that we need to have the protection of rights and freedoms, individual rights and freedoms, separation of powers, limited government. And what this guy proposes in his manifesto is actually a totalitarian structure of government. He is full of hatred, and he's uh, a man that uh, is aiming to promote division and conflict. That's exactly the opposite of the Christian message of love, compassion, and unity. So what this man did is the very opposite of what normal right-wingers would do if they described themselves as Christian people. And most of the right-wingers I know in this country uh, tend to embrace the Christian faith. Having been, as you say, rash in declaring this man to be a right-wing extremist, uh, do you think that the Prime Minister will be backtracking on that and clarifying his comments 
given that uh, he can certainly separate this man quite simply by acknowledging these words in the manifesto and uh, putting him outside of this idea of being right-wing at all? Well, I, I don't know exactly what's taking place because some people might, ironically, I say, uh, have an opinion on this that uh, uh, perhaps uh, the Prime Minister is expressing a, um, an endorsement of the leftist narrative which seeks to undermine conservatives and links, uh, linking people uh, of conservative ori- orientation to violence. I don't think that this is necessarily the case. I'm not saying that the Prime Minister thinks like that, but it was utterly irresponsible of him to describe the terrorist as a right-wing extremist without having enough evidence to make such a statement. When you are a prime minister, you have responsibility, the responsibility to be careful about the use of words. And I'm very worried, very worried, that this can be used uh, as an instrument uh, of incitement of violence against the so-called right-wingers, because he's putting the blame on right-wing right to the right-wing movement, saying that this person belongs to the right, when as a matter of fact, if you read his statement, he can't be properly described as a right-winger by means of supporting things such as communism and even radical environmentalism. Well, it is certainly food for thought, and thank you so much, Dr. Augusto Zimmerman, a legal philosopher, also professor and head of law at Sheridan College in Perth, professor of law adjunct at the University of Notre Dame Australia School of Law in Sydney, and president of the West Australian Legal Theory Association. Thanks so much for your insights today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. It's a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.